Hello, my name is Delmer Eldred, and I want to welcome you to an interview with Pete Serrano. He is the candidate for Washington State Attorney General on the Republican ticket. He has extensive qualifications as an attorney and has worked as a lawyer for the Department of Energy at the Hanford site. He is also president and attorney for the Silent Majority Foundation and has recently been elected as mayor of Pasco, Washington. Pete, thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you about everything that's going on. Great. Hey, uh, what do, what made you decide to run for attorney general? You know, it's it's a kind of accumulation of a lot of things. Um, as you mentioned, I am the president and general counsel of Silent Majority Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that stands for Individual Liberties. And uh, we've been doing that for the past three years. And for the past three years, that means I've been heavily involved in litigation against the state of Washington um, and against a lot of its executives. And so having kind of lived the story from the other end uh, that is suing the state of Washington, I really feel like that gave me this impetus to go, all right, let's make a change here. Well, I can keep suing and suing and suing, or maybe I can actually do it from the inside. So there was that element. And just seeing how Olympia has kind of run roughshod, you know, crimes increasing because some of the bad bills uh, that are being pushed through Olympia. And maybe we can get a, an attorney general who will say, hey, look, that's an unenforceable law. We need to actually support our police. We need to provide safety for our citizens. And so just kind of an aggregate of things just pushed me into, okay, it's time. Well, uh, I really want to thank you. I mean, you've actively been uh, fighting for our Second Amendment rights and our First Amendment rights through your foundation, and and uh, you've done a lot of great work there. I just think it's uh, good. But uh, do you think that, you know, that the current Attorney General has violated the Constitution? This is kind of a two-point question. Has violated the Const Constitution? And also, his office is more concerned with political agenda than serving the citizens. Do you think that's a, about the way things are right there at the attorney general's office now? Yeah, I think that's a fair summary. I mean, I, uh, again, our organization wouldn't exist if I thought the laws that were passed through Olympia and then advised by the attorney general and his office um, you know, again, let's just walk it back there. These laws are passed either upon advice of the attorney general or there are several that if you look in the top corner, I believe it's the top right hand corner of a bill. You'll see often uh, at the request of the attorney general and a lot of the bills that he is requesting are related to the ones that I'm suing on, whether it's our Second Amendment or our First Amendment rights or other safety me mechanisms. So, yeah, I think he is directly involved in the deterioration of our constitutional state. Um, and then as far as whether or not his office is overstepping its bound and getting more political, again, his job is to uphold the law and kind of enforce it, not in the sense that he can go arrest you, but, you know, fighting for the laws in the state of Washington. And as long as he's out there in Olympia lobbying for laws, yeah, it's, he shouldn't be wielding the pen on both sides of the equation. Well, one of the big problems that we're having right now is this, well, the fentanyl, but basically the whole drug uh, crimes that are going on in this state. And they talk about uh, setting up uh, 
rehab centers, but nobody stopped talking about cutting, a, uh, cutting these drugs off from coming into the state. And that's a, that's a pretty big concern. That would be a good start, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it, it's interesting because folks are really hyper-focused on the southern border, and we absolutely should be. But let's not forget that we have drugs coming in from our northern border as well. And, you know, some I was talking with uh, another individual who's running, and uh, his campaign team was talking about how there's some really heavy influences coming, you know, southward from Canada to us with fentanyl and other drugs, you know, street drugs, if you will. And so, you know, it's, it's not just worrying about what's coming up, but we have to pay attention, especially being a, a border state, as to what's coming, you know, over and through us, you know, both north and south. And so, yeah, absolutely. We, we need to be more vigilant. We need to have a harder stance on that. And, you know, if the attorney general were heavily engaged with local prosecutors, the United States attorney's office to make sure that individuals or groups were prosecuted to the fullest extent possible when they do affect our citizens, when they do bring drugs through, when they do traffic people through, because we know that sex and human trafficking are also issues that we're seeing, then yeah, I, I think it might change the tenor. But uh, when you have someone who, to your point, is maybe a little bit worried about what the next political move is, uh, rather than making sure that you and I are safe, and all of your listeners, that's highly problematic. And it's not going to stop the cartels or anyone else that's trafficking, again, individuals or drugs. Well, you know, through uh, legislation and whatnot that they have been actively, uh, I call it pro-criminal legislation that they have passed, our, <laughs> law, our law enforcement has decreased so dramatic. I mean, we have... I think uh, in the United States per capita, Washington State has the least amount of law enforcement of any of the other states. And that's got to, you know, we've got to get those numbers back up and get, uh, have a, you know, the public safety uh, issues taken care of right now. So, yeah, you know, one thing you mentioned that I, I am uh, the mayor of Pasco and I've been on city council for the past six years. And one of the things I'm extremely proud that I was at least peripherally involved in, our police chief worked very closely with uh, the state of Washington, legislatures, Washington State Patrol, other organizations to bring a local criminal justice training center. So it used to be that there was one statewide in, I believe, Burien, and so you didn't get a lot of local crop, if you will, who were able to make it. You know, you had the single parents or people who just couldn't afford to live on the west side and train. And then, you know, maybe they had to make ends meet by working a second job while they were going through training. And, you know, thanks to our chief and others who worked closely with him, we were able to bring a criminal justice training center here. So now we have a crop that's gra graduating out of the training center to be local police force. And it's really exciting. Um, so to your point, it's not just funding, but it's training. And it's training in a way that people can safely and effectively deploy tactics in their actual hands-on real-life situations. Well, Pete, I mean, you are uh, going to be assuming an office that is inundated with problems because they have not taken care of 
basically what the duties of the attorney general are. I mean, we have a record increase in crime. We have, uh, uh, you know, uh, prisoners uh, that they are releasing that should not be released. And as more prisoners are being released, the crime increases. As more, you know, uh, everything, as more legislation comes through to uh, be softer on crime, crime increases. And I mean, uh, you know, but it's, I, like I say, I think maybe it's going to have to start at your office, but boy, what a job you're undertaking here, I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, it's it's one that I don't undertake lightly or, you know, kind of I'm, I'm eyes wide open in understanding where some of the deficiencies are. Obviously, I'm not in that office, so I can't speak to all of them, but there's no question that things are going to have to shift. And, you know, while I won't be the sheriff, you know, a new sheriff or new attorney general's in town, right? And I think there's just going to be, you know, we'll see how staff reacts. We'll see how folks react. I can tell you this. I've, I've worked with folks in the attorney general's office. I can imagine there are a handful or maybe even a majority that would be excited to have someone like me. Well, let's not forget, you know, especially younger attorneys with families like myself, all these decisions impact them on a personal level. Now, they might not, you know, speak out about it because they have mouths to feed at home. But at the same token, you know, I, I do think that there will be kind of there will be some who will be really upset and there will be some who I think will breathe a sigh of relief and say, OK, uh, Mr. Serrano, like, let's let's sit down and talk about this and figure out how we can put two and two together and get, you know, maybe even five or six out of it. You know, obviously, I know my math. It's four. But uh you know what I'm saying? We can multiply efforts as a team. And, and I think that there will be some in that office who will be super excited for that team effort. Well, you know, the, uh, the other candidates that are running have uh, pretty close the same kind of mindset as the attorney general that we have now. I mean, it's going to be business as usual in the attorney general's office uh, unless you get elected and you're there because you know, like you said, you've got you're going to have people that are pretty comfortable or in their comfort zone with what's going on now, and don't want to, you know, uh, take a new initiative into uh, overhauling what's what what's set in place right now. So, yeah, I, I appreciate the question. You know, I mean, there are going to be handful of folks who are going to be really upset with change. I mean, I think everyone there aren't many people that I know that like change and you're talking about a very significant change. Uh, certainly if I'm elected, whether it's from the current attorney general's perspective and his office's perspective, or even from the people who may hope that one of my two opponents gets through and to your point kind of keeps the status quo. But at the end of the day, my goal is to serve the people of Washington best to provide fair access to justice and a fair voice and equal representation. And if that bothers people, so be it. And they'll have their professional choices to make, whether they want to stay with an office that's going to have a different approach to attacking issues, to solving issues, and to advising clients. Yeah, I can I can imagine it's going to ruffle feathers, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not here to preserve their feelings or their interests or their jobs even i'm here to make sure that justice is met as much as possible it's, it's attorney general 
Well, Pete, like I said, you are walking into a job that as or a position that has to be uh, a lot of things that have to be dealt with. And uh, boy, I tell you what, I just really appreciate you taking on this challenge. And, uh, you know, it's great to have you on board because of your qualifications and and the things that you have accomplished. Uh, you're more than qualified for the job that you've applied for here. So I really and I mean, it's going to be really nice to have somebody as attorney general that's serving the citizens rather than the public or special interest groups. But anyway, uh, thank you, Pete. Uh, we've been talking with Pete Serrano. He is running for attorney general on a Washington State Republican Party ticket. And is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, just a couple things. Reach me on my social media, uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Serrano for Attorney General. And I also have a website, www.serrano, that's S-E-R-R-A-N-O, for, spelled out, F-O-R-A-G.com, so serrano4ag.com. And just a couple of things that I know we kind of glossed over, to your point, I've spent my time on the Hanford site, which has significant interests here in eastern Washington, as well as not just for DOE, but for Energy Northwest, where we actually produce power and distribute it throughout the Pacific Northwest. Uh, being a Pasco City Council member, I'm keen on these water rights and land use issues that are going to impact the state. So, you know, I'm coming with not just, hey, I've been with Silent Majority Foundation fighting the Attorney General, fighting the state of Washington to preserve your rights, but I've got this kind of holistic background that's pretty well-rounded um, that I believe will give me a lot of perspective on a lot of issues. You know, it's not just a single nuanced issue or a straight line issue. There are going to be a lot of things to your point that we've discussed where folks are going to see change. And I'm hoping that my, you know, well-rounded background will actually help me implement the right change for to be a voice for Washington. Well, you know, I just really, like I said, I really want to thank you for taking this on. And uh, actually donating to Pete's campaign is an an investment in our freedom and liberties that we're losing in this state. So uh, I really uh, suggest people go to Go to Pete Serrano's site, and uh, if you you can, donate what you can to help him get this uh, position so we can have a better and a brighter future for the state of Washington. And Thank you again, Pete. I really appreciate you uh, taking your time today. I know you're very busy, and I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Pete.